You're listening to WEGB Napig on 90.7 FM and WEGQ Quag on 91.7 FM. WEGB is also broadcast on W227AN, Southampton, 93.3 FM. Is all that I can give to you. Love is more than just a game for two. Two in love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it. Love was made for me and you. Well, good morning. This is Walter and Sandy Fox from Love Savers Ministry. We call our program Love Savers Radio. And we've been called by God to minister blessings of the marriage covenant. What we want to do is enrich and encourage and strengthen marriages and pray for the healing of marriages, especially marriages that are in crisis. And we'd like to thank Living Water Church, located at 69 Industrial Road in Wainscott, for their sponsorship of this program under the leadership of my good friend, Pastor Joe Kelly, and his lovely wife, Margaret. Uh, Sunday services are at 10 a.m. at uh, in Wainscott at the Living Water Church, and they have a pre-service prayer meeting at 9:30. So, Pastor Joe invites you to come and be refreshed. For more information, uh, please call 537-2120. So that's at 69 Industrial Road in Wainscott, near the East Hampton Airport. Sandy, good morning. Good morning. You have a lot of good things I see on your notes to talk about. I do. Let, let me hear what you have to say this morning. <laughs> okay. All right. I think I'd like to start with an acrostic because I love those. It helps me remember things. If I just remember those letters and the acrostic I would like to share is Christ as the foundation of our marriages C-H-R-I-S-T. And the C stands for communication. And it can also stand for commitment and covenant. Because we know that covenant is a lifetime commitment. It's not just a contract that we can easily reverse or stop. Covenant is something very sacred and special. H is for humbleness, humility, brokenness. There's a saying, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be snapped in half. And that's how we have to become flexible. Well, that sounds There's, really that sounds really good. What how many how many are they uh, that you have on your list? There's communications, humility, respect, right? Intimacy, intimacy. And the next one? The next one is tenacity. Ah. To let one know that with the Lord anything is possible. There is no valley too deep, no mountain too high that mm. you can't get over. Without the help of the Lord, he is our strength in our weakness. Amen. Yes, and intimacy is not just 
a physical thing as we think of it in marriage, although that's very important, and we never want to become so spiritually minded that we're no earthly good. But prayer is something that is so intimate because when you speak with each other in the morning to God and share mm. all your feelings Amen. and dreams. It works. Amen. It does. Uh, you know, Sandy, I want to talk a little bit about our testimony because this is why we're doing this radio show. Yes. And um, the Reader's Digest version is, is that Sandy and I were married for nine years. We lived in uh, Westchester County in, in New York. We were both... Um, people working in New York City in the advertising and publishing business. Uh, Sandy worked for a major magazine, and I had many years' experience in the advertising agency business. In fact, I had my own agency uh, for around five years at the time. I guess it was the ninth year of our marriage. And um, we, uh, like for whatever the reasons are, came to a point where we got divorced. And uh, we could list all the possibilities of why, but the whys really don't matter. We did get divorced, and it just so happens that 50% of marriages do fall into this divorce category, and uh, there's a real dilemma, not only in the world, but especially in the church. But getting back to our testimony, we, uh, we divorced, and uh, Sandy moved up to New England, and I stayed in New York because that's where my business was. But I knew that there was something wrong, there was something missing inside of my heart, my soul, not quite understanding what it was. And I tried to get some help, some counseling from a worldly counsel. I even went to a psychiatrist, I remember, in New York City. And uh, he was a, um, a special uh, psychiatrist that dealt with bioenergetic psychiatry, which I had never heard of before. So I walked into his office and I sat down in his uh, on a, uh, on the couch, and next to me was this tennis racket that was kind of curled, and uh, the tennis racket was there for people to come in and they would beat the couch with the tennis racket and get all the <laughs> all the aggression out of them. So I said, "Whoa, boy!" I said, "This is really this is going to be a real trial here," but he was a very nice man. He even he, he even told me to read Psalm twenty three. And uh, talking about, you know, so I had, I went to the scriptures and I read from the Bible and I was uh, uh, looking and searching for truth. And at that time I was very into Eastern philosophy and I looked for gurus and uh, I took lots of courses. And you remember, Sandy, went through the, the S training. You remember that? Yes, yes. And the S training was a place where you would, uh, uh, they wouldn't let you go to the bathroom, you'd stay there over the... <laughs> for the the Friday and the Saturday night, remember? Yes. And uh, I don't know what happened when people couldn't go outside to the bathroom, but what what they said is that you know we're all victims, and um, right. so I went through that, and I went through transcendental meditation, and I I went through this program called Mind Freedom, and uh, was just looking for love in all the wrong places, like my good friend Pastor Joe sometimes tells people. So what had happened was, as I was pursuing, looking for this truth, I found myself reading the Bible, of all things. And I was reading the Bible because uh, many of the occultic uh, references and the occultic books that I was reading talked about Jesus as being a high master and a prophet. So I was raised Roman Catholic, but I never really knew Jesus in a personal way. 
So I had nothing against reading the Bible, so I started to study the Bible to find out about this man, Jesus. And as I did, uh, I guess what was happening to me, uh, faith started coming, coming into my heart and my soul, because the Word of God says that the Word of God is where we get faith. Amen? The Word of God Amen. is the substance of things uh, hoped for. It talks about faith. So what was it happening... It is really living. Amen. It, that's why it And it, this was the experience. I was, you know, everything else I was reading were kind of dead words, but these words were alive. And they were doing something inside of me, and they were building my faith, uh, unbeknownst to me, that as I read the Word of God, God was doing something in my heart to a place where... I was beginning to really believe that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. And, and that's, that's the miracle of the Word of God, that it is active, it's alive, and it was changing me unbeknownst to myself. I didn't really know it was happening. But I was a searcher, I was a seeker, I was looking for that precious pearl. And as I did, God was speaking to me and using everything that the occult had offered me. In fact, I remember one time I went to Wise's bookstore in New York City, and I used to go there frequently to find books on the occult. And this one book I happened to find this day I was there was called The Book of Miracles. And um, I, I opened it up and I started reading. In fact, I bought the two volumes and I brought it home. I started reading it at home. And uh, one of the paragraphs struck me uh, very, very, uh, you know, very uh, strongly. Uh, it said that w when you see the face of God, uh, you will know the truth. And I said, that's it. If I can see his face, I will know him, and that will be the revelation of the truth. And I didn't really understand what I was thinking or talking about, but the experience I had with the Lord uh, was a follow-up to that experience because one day I had this um, uh, banking assignment to go and deposit checks that we receive for our agency into the bank on a weekly basis. And I happened to go over to um, walk across uh, from 2nd Avenue up towards the Lexington Avenue in New York City, which is the, uh, the train station is there, the, um, uh, the, the big train station most people use to come and go to work. And, but along the way, I had this sense to just kind of go into this little Catholic church. Uh, and it, the, the, the church is still there. It's one of the oldest Catholic churches in New York. It's called St. Agnes Church. And I just went in there to be quiet and to sit and to, to meditate and to think about my life and about my, you know, my children and my family. Uh, Grant, thank you. Sandy just wrote a note. It's Grand Central Station. Thank you. See, that's what a helpmate should do is always be there ready to write a note to her husband <laughs> saying, this is it. It's Grand Central. Thank you, dear. So I went into the Catholic Church and I sat there and I was thinking about my life and I happened to pick up one of the little brochures, the little booklets that they have at, at the Catholic Mass. And I felt comfortable in the Catholic Church because I was raised in, in the Catholic Church. And in fact, I used to go to confession. Uh, and uh, I wasn't a great Catholic like you, Sandy. You you went to all Catholic schools, right? You went to yes. You went to Catholic University, right? You uh, your your aunt was uh, founded Salve Regina College right. in Newport, Rhode Island. Uh -huh. I mean, you you were really a, a a true Catholic, and in fact, you made me go to confession before we got married. I remember that. Right. So anyway, so what what happened was I I was just reading through this little booklet and. Uh, at the bottom of every page was a line of scripture, just one line of scripture. 
And I happened to look down on the left-hand page, one of the left-hand pages, and it said, I will in no wise cast out he who my father sent to me. And as soon as I read that scripture, I felt this power come over me, and I started to cry. And I, I don't know how long I was there, um, but I, I was just totally changed, totally moved emotionally. And it came about after I read the Word of God. So nobody can convince me that the Word of God is not alive and active Amen. and able to, to divide soul from spirit because I, in that moment, I was changed forever. And I remember walking out of this Catholic church into the streets of New York, and everybody who has ever been to New York knows how noisy it can be with all the cars and the cabs and the horns, and it's just got an energy level in New York unlike any other right. place. And, but I had, I had this sense of peace all around me as I walked back to my office. That peace beyond all understanding. Right. I even forgot to go to the bank. I had to go back again because I was so smitten. I was so changed. I was so powerfully moved by this experience that God had visited me and changed me in a moment of time. And not only for that point, but for eternity. And so that was my beginning with the Lord. And I remember going back to my office, and uh, we were doing this business for about five years, and uh, you know, I was on my way climbing the ladder, and I was going to have real success in my life, and I was going to be an advertising maven, and I had a person I worked with who was my partner, and he was a copywriter. And um, I went to my office, I sat there, and I was just, just, just sitting in this piece, and he came into my office, and he looked at my face, and he said, what happened to you? And I, because he could see something on my face. And so I said, I think I just met Jesus. And he said, oh, no. And he put his hand on his head, and he left the office in a scurry. And so that was the beginning. And, you know, the, the other part of our testimony is, is the question that I had after this. Of course, I I, I started going to Bible studies. I started reading the Word. I started asking lots of questions. And I had a true born-again experience. I became a new species in Christ. I became a new person. And ever since that point in my life, God has shown his faithfulness because God is faithful, faithful, faithful to do exactly in everything that he has promised to do. So I asked the Lord the question. I said, well, what do I do about my broken marriage? And what do I do about um, the uh, situation with my marriage? And so I, I thought that I could, I could find that out by going to the Christian bookstore, and I got all the books on marriage and divorce, and I read them, but I never got the answer. I, I went to apostles, I went to prophets, I went to conventions, I went to meetings, and I kept asking, <clears throat> get, what should I do? Uh, about my family, and I could not get an answer that was satisfying to me until one day I was waiting on the Lord, and I was sitting there with my Bible open, and I happened to be looking in the chapter in, in the book of Hosea, one of the chapters, and out of that, uh, out of that book of Hosea came the scripture, came the, the word from God, return to the wife of your youth. And so that was, the, that, that was God now answering my question that I did not have an answer to. 
And so I learned very early on that when we have a question, when we need an answer from God, just go before the throne of grace and ask him because he is the answer and he will give you the right answer. And so he, retur- he, t- he told me to return to the wife of my youth and I looked at that situation and Sandy, you remember what the situation was. Yes. And we were in different, different parts of the country and we had different interests at that time. And you might want to even talk a little bit about where you were at that time when when God spoke that to me and we were communicating and I remember going to New Haven we used to go halfway you you were were in Providence and I was in New York and I used to drive up to New Haven and uh, pick the kids up or drop the kids off and you sometimes were nice and sometimes you weren't very nice to be right, right? that's part of your testimony right. I, I don't want to disparage you in any way but <laughs> you certainly have changed since then You're, well i think so because you know we were both on the wide road to destruction at one point yeah. and uh the lord through his compassion and mercy that he has promised to give us his compassion each morning and his faithfulness at night and he proved to be a man of his word. Amen. And uh, took us off that road to destruction. And now we are walking through the narrow gate. Yes. But I remember um, there was a time when I was feeling compassionate toward you. I seemed to be seeing, you know, something change. And so I invited you up for Christmas to be with the children. And you came and you gave us all presents, but then it was a time of confusion where I felt like I had, you know, other things going on in Connecticut, and I had to go there too. And you got really angry and stomped off and uh, with harsh, angry words. And then a little later, a telephone call came. Yeah, let me tell the rest of that. All right. Let me tell you the rest of that story because I did get angry and. You know, the thing about um, the Lord and his, in my experience at least with the Lord, is that um, we're a work in progress and God is always working on our heart and always working on our behavior, always working on our thoughts. And of course, I was a new Christian at the time and my, uh, and some of the people that we interview on the radio talk about the word expectation. So it was my expectation that everything was going to be, you know, God spoke to me a word and said that, you know, return to the the wife of your youth. So my expectation was that this thing was going to happen overnight, you know, that you were going to be open arms and we were going to, you know, restore our broken marriage, but it doesn't work that way. And so I was disappointed and uh, you had a friend uh, that you had to go meet, and this was all part of the, the old life that God was taking us out of. But I did get angry, and I got into my, got into my little, uh, little Chevy, which I traded. I traded my Mercedes-Benz in, by the way, for a Chevy. So uh, if you want to talk about transformation, there's one there. And so I took this, this uh, and I paid all cash for the car, by the way. That, that was a miracle. So I, took, I got into my Chevy, and I drove down I-95, headed back to New York, and I was just angry, and I was upset, and I was disappointed, and I, my expectations were just totally uh, off the wall. And along the way, I guess halfway down, uh, God spoke to me and said, Walter, uh, stop the car and call Sandy and apologize to her. And of course, 
it, that didn't happen just uh, just uh, ju- just out of nowhere. I started to cry. I started to weep. The, I couldn't drive anymore because I couldn't see where I was driving. I had to pull over. And in those days, there was the Howard Johnson. You remember the Howard Johnsons? Yes. Uh, yeah. And they didn't have cell phones in those days, so they had right. coin phones. So I had to dig out some coins. I had to find coins in the car in my pocket in order to have enough money to call Providence. And, and you happened to still be there. You hadn't left yet. Right. And I, I was just smitten by the power of God. And God's love just overshadowed me. And I said, Sandy, I, I just want to apologize for the way I reacted to you and what I said to you. It really was, 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 was something I should not have done. And, and then what was your reaction? Well, I really sensed, and it might have been the Holy Spirit really enlightening my mind and heart, but I sensed there was something different in this apology. Mm. And um, it encouraged me to actually seek what you were seeking. And I started to go to that church and then bring the children to that church. And that was the beginning. That was the gateway where he took us off the wide road of destruction and brought us through that narrow gate, his gateway back to his truth, his love, his compassion, his mercy, and our reconciliation. He is a God of reconciliation and reconstruction. Amen. Amen. And so we we got, you know, the Reader's Digest version is, is that we got remarried in Rhode Island, and uh, we started this journey, and uh, God, um, I remember God moved me into an apartment in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, right next to the ministry. There was a ministry that was right next door, and what we needed at that time was intensive care. It was sort of like a spiritual hospital for us. And all they did was pray. We could hear them at 5 o'clock in the morning getting up and crying out to God for hours. Yes. They just prayed and prayed and prayed. And we would go to meetings all the time to learn the Word of God. Yeah, I remember going to Wednesday night meeting. Uh, we went to a Bible study on Wednesday night. On Friday night, there was a prayer meeting. On Saturday night, there was a Tarry prayer meeting. There was Sunday morning meetings. And then there was the counseling that we had consistently from from the ministry next door. And they were very loving and caring. And yes. it was exactly, you see, God always gives you exactly what you need uh, when you're open to him and you're willing to do his will and you're willing to be obedient to him. He will set it up in a way where he will give you everything that you need to grow in the things of God. And he will provide everything that you need to facilitate that growth. And that's what we experienced. And um, I'd never thought that I would go from an advertising executive in, in New York City, um, going into all of the uh, different places that people would love to go to in the world, in, advertise, in the advertising business, and wind up uh, in the place we wound up with uh, because I remember the apartment that we lived in. If you remember, uh, I don't know whether there were more roaches or more more mice in the in the in the apartment. But right. I remember you could hear the mice actually going across the the ceiling. Uh, maybe they were having a race up there or something. And uh, even if you put out the little traps, you know, you, you just couldn't keep up with it all. And then I think we decided to get some cats in to take care of it. And then, the, then there were too many cats. Yeah. And but all these things that come, the a friend of mine calls it the vicissitudes of life. 
these, all of these elements, all of these details, all of these experience had to do with God's eternal purpose yes. to take us from who we are and change us to who we are to become. And talking about that, uh, I have to say, since you already mentioned it, because as a wife, I am now learning, I should never say anything but affirming words in relation to you. But you said this yourself, you were an angry man. Yes. And I think it is absolutely amazing that the Lord took an angry man and made him a man of tenderness and gentleness, a man of God. And it's so interesting, even Dr. Harley, when we interviewed him last week, was talking about the three no's of marital, the art of marital negotiation. When you have conflict, no demands, no disrespect, and no anger. You can call it the DDA of marital conflict. No demands, no respect, no anger. Even Dr. Chapman recently wrote a book mm-hmm. on anger, and he said he'd come back and talk to us, and maybe he'll talk to us about that book mm-hmm. because yes. uh, it's amazing what God can do with that. And yes. anger is really just the surface there's something underneath that causes it. Yes. And sometimes it's insecurity or other things. But the Lord can just clean us out and make us not like new. Amen. Amen. And I new think that's DNA, a, a new sh- species. That's I've right. Heard and I say. and I, I I know from my own experiences the the a lot of times you read the Word of God and part of it. You, you you read it you you understand it some somewhat you it does change your your inner man it your your spirit man um, but there's also this how to how do I become um, faithful to God how 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 do I uh, how am I to become obedient to the Word of God and I found in my experience in this whole issue of anger which many men have right and it's changed me too there's a lot of anger in the world today yes and and in and it, fact i've never really been an angry person however the other day i remember you saying look at your mouth yeah. and i looked in the mirror to Just see if to there honest. was something dripping or and then suddenly it occurred to me you were talking about what was coming out of my mouth that's right that's right and and because I, i'm i'm <clears throat> i'm responsible for your spiritual growth Amen. I, i'm the i'm the priest in our house <laughs> I have to be Hallelujah. obedient to to wash you in the water of the word. Oh, and you're I, a good one. And I have to be obedient in praying with you and counseling you and encouraging you. And I can't do that if I'm always going to be angry. And so anyway, I, th- I think anger is something that we, we have, uh, we have to deal with. And this is the way I deal with it. When I get angry and I feel that that anger feeling coming up, no matter what it is, if somebody cuts you off on the road or just something hits you when you get you angry. Because you can't help that you No, know, it's, it's in us. It's part of our Adamic nature. Right. I say, Lord, take that out of me. Take that Amen. anger out of me. And I repent before the Lord. And God does take that aspect in that moment out of me. And I start to grow. Because what he does, what he, he takes, that, takes the negative out of you and he puts in a part of him which is the positive, which is the disposition and the character of Christ. Yes, and I just want to remind you that the marriage manna of Yes, what is? I was going to ask you that. Right. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Ecclesiastes 4.12. That's wonderful. So what we cannot do alone, 
we can do when we are attached to the Lord. Amen. 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 Love Savers Radio. You can reach us at lovesavers1 at aol.com. If uh, you want to email us, uh, you can even call in the station. Uh, we, we want to see marriages healed. We minister to marriages in crisis. And uh, we're open to, to see how God can heal marriages because we know that he is the healer. He's the deliverer. And he Amen. is the one that we, that we rely on and that you should rely on because he makes no mistakes. He is the perfect, the perfect one. So we just, we bless you. We pray for every marriage in, in, the, in the listening area. We thank you for listening to us. And we bless you in the name of Jesus today. And one more thought. Mutual submission is like two partners dancing. Was made Amen. Have a great day. <laughs>